love me, yeah, they love me. First love yourself. And God we trust, trust me. I don't trust myself. Your jewelry, I get it to. Welcome back to It Is What It Is. This episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. The app is an easy way to make some cash just by making picks on your favorite players. Underdog is available in more than 30 states, including California, Florida, Texas, and New York, just to name a few. Make sure to support the show by hitting the link in the bio and downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. They will also match your first deposit up to $100, and you get a special pick when you sign up. I'm Treasure Wilson, a.k.a. Stat Baby, along with your hosts, Mace and Cam. Murder, what up, man? Killer, what's good, man? Shit, everything I was good with you. Chilling, man. They said what you call it was looking for you, man. Oh, who that now? Cam Newton. Time to join the list. There's a lot of niggas looking for me. There's <laughs> a lot of niggas looking for me. I'll tell you something, man. It's only one person, one one entity I was scared when they was looking for me. Who is that? Biggie said it, nigga. The IRS? Nah, they, they, they made me first. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they ain't nothing knock on wood with them niggas, man. Not, yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. The, the IRS don't be looking for you. They just shut shit down. The IRS don't not be looking for niggas. They'll just stop everything in the middle of what you got going on vacation. This should have say negative four billion, nigga. <laughs> nah, it wasn't the IRS. Biggie said it, though, nigga. <laughs> Only the feds I fed. <laughs> it ain't if it ain't them niggas, I'll kill looking for me. <laughs> if it ain't the FBI. <laughs> I, I don't give a damn DTs, DEA. If it is not the FBI or the CIA, <laughs> I don't care who looking for me, nigga. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Today we are joined with our the analyst Mark fed, Jackson. <laughs> Mark, what's up, Mark? <laughs> Mark, what's good, bro? Everything good. Good to be back with y'all. Oh, man, we missed you, man. Happy that you're here, brother. Glad you enjoyed your birthday, man. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Next year, you got to come celebrate. No, I'll come celebrate with you. We family now. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, trying, to put, I'm trying to put a streak together of 20 years so that 20 years later, I get a, a stack. <laughs> I don't want to speak to y'all for something, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't Mark, going, like, Mark, I ain't Mark going. quick on his feet. Yeah, he's, I see you at 20. <laughs> I see, I see Spice, uh, Spice Adams. I don't know if you know Spice Adams, the comedian or like ex-football player comedian. Yeah. He's funny. He said, he said, Cam, I just Googled you. You're in your late 40s. I never met you since then. <laughs> I said, yeah, this is putting it, they putting it together, man. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know we're going to wait 20, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, people been doing that all on the line, online saying, yo, your maze is my 40th birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you in 38 years. <laughs> That's a fact, man. But thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. You got to talk Absolutely. to the money man about that. There you go right there. <laughs> giving out that birthday money. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with the Warriors. Clay Thompson was benched towards the end of the game versus the Nets. Reporters asked him how he felt about not being in the closing lineup. And he said it was very hard. He said, go from, you know, one of the best players. It's hard for anybody. So how do you guys feel about Clay's adjusted role? And then the honesty about how he feels. Mark first. Well, I had the privilege and honor of, of coaching Clay Thompson, so I'm very familiar with him. He's an absolute pro. He's an incredible worker. He's a great competitor, and he's brutally honest with himself, his expectations 
himself and his of, of his team. What I like most is he didn't make any excuses. He owned the fact that he hadn't been playing well, hadn't been making shots, the type of clip that we're used to him making them. And um, he's going to hold himself accountable, get in the gym early, stay late, and Clay Thompson will be just fine. I'm sure Steve Kerr is well aware of it because he's had history with him and uh, they've won championships together. He's well aware of the fact that Clay Thompson will be We'll, we'll get it right. He's, he's not the type of guy that's just going to surrender. He owned it, hold himself accountable, and he's going to be better. Yeah, that's. That, I was going to say that second point that you make, that's a great um, take on that. I was going to say I really um, appreciate the fact that he made no excuses because I could think of a lot of different players that would have been in that same position, got fined, but blaming it on other people, blaming it on the refs if the refs was doing this. And I like the fact also that he didn't blame it on even Steve Kerr. He owned it. And like you said, he's he's working on his game, hopefully, and getting those things right so he could be back out there being the Clay Thompson that all of us know because that, that was one of my favorite players on um, Golden State other than Steph. Um, and and in the West Coast, I remember I used to have him right behind Kobe. So I'm really looking forward to him returning to rare form. You sound mad political like Mark now, man. I'm looking forward, forward to him complaining in real form. I'm looking forward to a, a real formness because he's one of my statistical favorites. Not you, Mark. We know that's that's really you. This nigga, uh, he's one of my. He running late. He might be. He might be. He might be on that bluebird. Yeah. Listen, man. On some G shit, Clay, you've been playing like shit. I like Clay too. You've been fucking up all year. It gotta hurt. It gotta hurt Steve Kerr more to do this. Because now it's like this. Now you fucking with my job. Because niggas going to think I'm showing favoritism if I continue to let this shit go on and on and on and on. We've been letting you play. We halfway through the season. And you are not doing what we expect you to do. Now I'm going to look biased if I don't make a move soon. I don't want to embarrass you because you my nigga. I fuck with you. But now my character is coming into play. Yeah. This is more about... To me, of course, it's about Klay Thompson not playing well, being benched. Of course, it's no player of his caliber. Like, all jokes aside, what you, you and Mark were saying is absolutely 100% correct. I know it hurts him a lot because he is one of them players. He's one of them niggas that you could tell he wears his pride on his sleeve, you know. Um, so I was just teasing before that. But at the end of the day, everybody has a job to do. And if Steve Kerr doesn't make a decision soon, it's going to look like he's being biased towards certain players. And then other players that haven't been there as long are going to lose the locker room. When you're dealing with the Kamingas and the Wiggins and the people who haven't been there for that first particular run, yeah. you're going to look like you're being biased for the players that won you the championships as you should to a limit, to yeah. a limit. Right now, today, Golden State is not even in the play-in. They're in, they're in uh, 11th place. So if the, if if uh, the playoffs start today. They're not even eligible to be in the playing. When is it going to be somebody else's fault outside of the players? So Steve Kerr is like, yo, I mean, not part of me. When is it going to be the players' fault? Steve Kerr has to make a decision. And we kept saying, go to stay to get it together. They'll get it together. 
Oh, they're gonna get it together. When, when, yo, when, when, they, gonna, when are they gonna get it's it together? It's February. Man. Okay, you want to switch gears? Let's switch gears. Yeah, let's not be political. I prefer, I prefer it like that. You know? Yeah. When you think about it, how this nigga gonna be in the locker room talking about he own it, but don't, but keep playing bad? Yeah. And, and who's gonna say? And if if Steve Kerr doesn't say something, the whispers start. Yeah. And, amongst players. Then the next thing is, you don't have the GM there that was there from the beginning. Yeah. And that's why I respect the GM that just left. I'm sorry, I can't think of that's his name. That's why he got out of there. We, Bob, my, Bob Myers. Balls. Bob that's, my, remember we but, said that's why Bob was getting out of there. That's why I fuck with Bob. Bob said, <laughs> I know it. Bob seen the shit. Bob said, I do not want to be that nigga to have to say, I got to trade Clay Thompson and we going to keep the Golden State Warriors afloat or Draymond Green. Or anybody else eligible besides Steph Curry? Who traded Jordan Poole? Was that Bob or the guy after? Who's that, Mark? Was it the new nigga? No, that was Bob. Yeah, if Bob, see? Bob he, said, this is what they want? Pause, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> they want to get rid of Poole, I'm out of yeah, here. Yeah, because he says, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> this. This is the future. This is the future. So Y'all had me to get rid of Gary Payton the second. And now, now on the pool. They, they, they didn't get rid of him. They didn't pay him extra. His contract was up. That's getting rid of him. They ended but up getting him back, though. But he's back with yeah, he's them. Back. He's back with them niggas. I, I like that he but ended up coming back. No, I'm saying that's when Bob was, was like, I got to get out of here. Y'all yeah. busting funny moves. But but I will say this as far as Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is, a, is an all-time great player, an all-time great shooting guard. And the reason why is not only because of his shooting. At Clay Thompson's best, he impacted the game as an elite defender, being the primary defender on point guards, eliminating their, their impact on the offensive end. And I think Clay Thompson has to get back to that. He's relying solely on it, making or missing shots. He's too good to rely on that. You make it tough of a Steve Kerr to take you out when you when you get rebounds, when you defend, when you do the other things on the floor. Hey Mark, what was the nigga name that played with um Derek Harper in Dallas? The shooting guard. Rolando Blackman? Yeah, I'm not going to the park putting Rolando Blackman on my team because he was nice back in the days. <laughs> we're trying to win right now, Mark. I gotta He's, agree with him, man. Yeah, Mark, I gotta agree. We're trying to win to, right now, Mark, man. I, I that mean, nigga's I, an all-time great, Rolando <laughs> Blackman, man. I was gonna say are the you, same thing. Are you thing. saying that Clay Thompson is are you saying you got a problem with Clay Thompson as a player today? I'm you saying, saying Clyde Drexler, Sean Kemp, we can go down a list of all great niggas, but if I'm trying to win a day, it's about what you've done for Pauls lately, Mark. You know this? No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I disagree with that because if you look historically, Clay Thompson has had bad runs shooting the basketball. Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors benefited from sticking with him. He could have let go of the rope at that time. So I, I think that Clay Thompson still has – Plenty left in the tank. And if I'm a team, if you don't, if you as the Warriors don't believe that he has plenty more in the tank, I'm trying to steal him. Trade him to me. I believe that he's still an impactful player. Mark, how old is Clay? We've just been, you know, how old is Clay? Around what, 38? I'm not sure. He's a 38. No, no, he's not 38. He's a 38. How old is Clay? He's 33. Clay's 33. Steph's 35. Yeah, I mean, when you start, stuff you can get away with in the 20s, you can't get away with in the 30s. The difference maker is that ability to shoot the basketball. When you shoot the basketball at a high clip like that, 
you can still be impactful. He's just having a tough stretch. I still believe in Clay Thompson. We, 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 we will revisit this. Yeah, okay. Well, what I'll say is this, Mark, and I totally agree with you. Clay was a great, and we keep saying was. I, you know, yeah. that's the word that that's we keep leaving out. If the nigga is young, why you keep saying was? <laughs> <laughs> that's a real good question. That's a good question. Cam, they paid me to tell the truth, Cam. Man, you came up here for a little I brought you yeah, back you, outside. Yeah, you, I, I had this switch. This whole Mark, episode, I Mark brought you back outside. Mark had me on that vibe. Yeah, you came. I don't know what you came in here on, nigga. I, I'm glad you're back, nigga. We keep using the word was when it came comes to Clay Thompson. You just said it, Mark. You know, Clay was, Clay was, not Clay is. That's why I thought he was 38. Y'all kept saying was. I didn't say, don't say y'all. Mark said it because we know Mark, politician. Him yeah, and Stat, the two yeah. politicians on the show. <laughs> and, and what I would say is this. I'm in totally agreeance with, with Mark saying that Clay Thompson was a great defensive player. He's a great two-way player, offensive and defensive. Was, I think, Cam. Bro. You just said was I, like Mark. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I didn't interrupt you when you was talking. I let you say all oh, that no, nonsense. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And you tried to come back with your black Air Ones on and go crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't interrupt you one time. I didn't, I never, y'all two came in on the Clay Thompson boat. Stat I told me I, to say I'm was. I'm the only one Whoa. who was saying, I wasn't feeling what Clay Thompson was doing. I just re, re focused my energy on Steve <laughs> Kerr. That's what I was saying. It's tough for Steve Kerr. Listen, you know, listen, them, they won championships together. They've been together for a good amount of time, going on maybe close to 10 years, if not 10 years. But you have to realize, like, imagine that talk. That's almost worse than Doc Rivers telling his son he got to train him. It's, it's that type of shit. Like, yo, I got to bench you. Because you know what? Shout out to Zip with the drip, my man um, on, on the gram. Because he said we was talking about how Doc Rivers, it was hard for Doc Rivers yeah. having to trade his son. And Zip reminded me, he, he hit me on, on, on the gram. He said, kill a man, fuck all that. You ain't going to talk about how he gave his son $35 million when he ain't deserved the $35 million. <laughs> <laughs> He gave him 35 M's. Kill him, you know damn well he ain't deserved 35 M's for the three years. I said, yeah, that's true. I ain't even bring that part up. You right. I give you 35. Yeah, I did. so when, when I got to trade you, don't act like I ain't, I ain't give you 35. But what I was saying is, to my point, to what Mark Jackson was saying, is that um, he, he was a great, and I know I'm saying was because I'm getting to my point, he was a great two-way player, and that's what made Klay Thompson special. You shoot the three, uh, great, great addition with Steph Curry. Of course, we call him the Splash Brothers, but the rebounds and the defense is what made, put him over the top being a two-way player. And I believe because of his injuries, he can't be the two-way player that he used to be. I'm not a doctor, but I've seen this on several different shows. We actually never talked about it. I don't know if it's the Achilles injury or the other, the ACL injury where they say you can't move laterally like you used to once you get those type of injuries. One or the other, I don't remember which one it was, but it's affecting him moving side to side, they're saying. And because of those injuries, he may never get back to being the two-way player that he once was. I hear you back there, Mark. I hear you. Got something to say? No, no. You, you're absolutely right. He, he, I, I, can, I don't have to be a doctor to tell you he's not going to get back to that level as a defender. He was the primary. He was the the, the defensive stopper for Team USA. They right. put him on the best team's perimeter player. So he's not going to get back to that. And it, it has something to do with the injuries. But it also has something to do with all the miles that he's played. They played a lot of 
you know, postseason basketball on their way to winning, you know, four championships. So that has taken its toll. But he can be a good defender on the right person, and he can be a very good offensive guy and a great, great shooter. So I believe he still is a very impactful player. Mark, he didn't play more. He don't <laughs> got more miles than LeBron James, all right? LeBron James got miles. We talk about miles. Miles, nigga. <laughs> Still killing. <laughs> Talk about Miles. Putting up 30. <laughs> yes, yeah, killing out there. Miles on top of Miles. 10 straight championships. <laughs> Miles on top of Miles on top of Miles. I'm, I'm going to say you're the best. If we Mark Jackson 2024. <laughs> we should definitely elect this guy <laughs> for the president. But I get it. He's close to your heart. He's close to home. This situation is close to home for yeah. Mark. We got to realize this is close to home. So at the end of the day, I get it. But still. Hold on. I'm from New York City. I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Say no more. If, 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 if it's close to home, I'm still going to tell the truth. I believe we will revisit the point of how impactful Clay Thompson is, whether it be for the Warriors or, unfortunately, if they trade him somewhere, I believe he still has uh, uh, plenty in the tank to be an impactful player. That wasn't my argument. That's your and Mace argument. My argument is he's not going to be the two-way player that he used to be because of the injuries that he suffered. Because you were saying that he was a good defensive player. And I was like, he's never going to get back to that being a defensive player. Will he be a key piece to somebody's team? He can shoot. Look, right now, with Klay Thompson not even <coughs> doing well, he's averaging 17 points. He's shooting 37% from the field at 41 from three-point range at 41% from the field. That's not bad. It's not terrible. It's people who's doing worse. It's just for Klay Thompson, that's not good. Yeah, and if, well, they're, we're in if they're if they're yep. in eleventh seed right now, if they're in eleventh place, they can't keep this as is. Going from a dynasty to not even making the playoffs, I don't know why we even talking about that. It's good. It's something to talk about. It's definitely something to talk about. They they're a dynasty, or they are part of a dynasty. So when you watch a dynasty go down or not be where they used to be, it, it has to be discussed. Yeah. Okay, so before we go on to the next subject, so in that interview, Clay Thompson was visibly upset. So Draymond interjected and he said, I didn't close game five of the finals. Who the heck cares? So do you guys approve of the way Draymond handled the situation and kind of stuck up for Clay in the locker room? Mark. I, I totally respect it. And that's who Draymond Green is. He sensed it getting a little hot in the locker room. He sensed the tone of the, the questioning. And he, he also is well aware of the frustration Clay Thompson was experienced due to the fact that he didn't close out the game. So he took took the hit and he was bold enough. And that's what leaders do. He spoke out and spoke loud. And I like the fact that he didn't just point to Clay. He went back historically and talked about him not playing in game five and, and how championship teams and a championship culture responds. Uh, because you say you want to win, but do you want to win on your terms or do you really want to win? Winning on your terms is being selfish and frustrated and upset and pointing the finger to the coach. Winning on the terms of a team, a championship caliber team and a culture is saying, you know what? I shouldn't have been in the game down the stretch. I own that. I'm going to be better. And Draymond Green, you know, for lack of a better term, took the hit and uh, acknowledging Clay Thompson and his impact. That's, that's, that's a strong statement, Mark. I think you need to post that. People need <laughs> to hear that for real. That do you want to win on your terms? Because that, that that goes for life, period. There's a lot of people that want to win 
but they want to win different ways. So that's that's a great point. Winning on your terms. Appreciate it. What do y'all? What did he mean by close out game five? Is that what Clay did? Um, did he close out game? No. Five? In, in, in the championship, in the championship series, Draymond Green was benched down the stretch, game five. Yeah, and he could have could have been frustrated. Yep. Yeah, and he and he and, he, and to his credit, even then he was frustrated, but he understood the move and he came back better. Draymond part of that crew. Steph Curry. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I don't know, Andre Inquidala probably running around there somewhere with the job. Yeah. I don't know for sure or not, but that's their little four-man crew. So he's going to have Clay Thompson's back. And what happens is this. I don't, and Draymond, that's just Draymond. He's going to say what he want to say. He's going to do what he want to do. Draymond threatening to retire because he slapped a nigga. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's just the type of nigga Draymond is. And I, and I fuck with him for that. But we just talked, this is what I was explaining to Mace just now, is that you're a dynasty. It's almost like this, yo. When you're a dynasty or just as good as six championships in however many years, 10, nine years, uh, went, went to six championships, went four, it's almost like you're the quarterback, uh, uh, all-star or Pro Bowl quarterback for an NFL team. When you win, you get the praise. Yeah. When Tom Brady wins, he gets the praise. When Aaron Rodgers wins, he gets the praise. When you don't win, you get the blame. That's just the way it goes when you're a super, super, superstar. And we're talking about a team that's been not just one player, three all-stars, multiple all-stars, different times. So when you're not winning, you're going to get the blame and you can't get an attitude about it when people question you. You got to think about it. How tough it is for, uh, what's my name, Monty Williams up there in Detroit? Mm-hmm. That's the name? Yeah. yeah. How tough is it for him to go to the podium every night? Every night. And got to make up some shit because these niggas <laughs> will not win a basketball game. Trust the and, process. Yeah. Every night you got to sit there and we almost had him tonight, fellas. As you can see, it was, it was we we're this we're this far away from getting something together, and it's coming to lost. But every night you got to make up some wild shit to to explain why you won lost nineteen games in a row. So if he got to do that, and I'm just going off about what they looking like. We don't know the record, but let's just say. The way it's going, it's looking like you got to do that for, what's the math on it? 82 games a year? 78 games. 73 games this year, you're going to have to do that. Because they may win nine games. I'm going to give them nine games. So he got to go to the podium 73 times this year and lie about how close and they're a piece away because he doesn't make 80 million, whatever fucking ridiculous amount of money they gave him, which I think he deserved. I think he did a great job in Phoenix. And it was just a, a unfortunate situation, even before that, when he's assistant coaching. Um, but yeah, you're going to get the blame when you're the all-stars. or People are going to question you. And then when you're used to winning and going in them locker rooms, and uh, especially go to state, you got to think about this. After Kevin Durant left, a lot of people counted them out. They come back when the championship. Yeah, I told you so, nigga. I told you. Y'all thought it was over. You thought it was over. So y'all get to throw it in people's face. And when you don't do good, people are going to bring it back to you. So to Draymond's credit, 
he he got the answers. He know what to say. Uh, he's a great leader, but those questions are going to be coming soon if we don't see a change in the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and I, I want to correct what I said because what I meant to say was that um, we shouldn't, he shouldn't be talking about it. Not that we shouldn't be talking about it, but when, because when you're in 11th place, you can't expect somebody to have patience with you if you're a championship dynasty. This is like if the Lakers are out of the playoffs. This culture is now championship or bust. It's not, I don't think you get any credit as Golden State for making it to the semifinals or to the Western Conference Championship and just losing. That's not their goal. Not with this team anyway. You know, it isn't like when the Bulls split up and Scotty was going yeah. and Mike was going, you got to rebuild this situation. You're used to this core guys winning. And it's we're just so blessed enough to have the person who put it together on the show with us. So, Mark, <laughs> you you help put this shit together. <laughs> then when that shit ain't going right, <laughs> that's what they gonna have to deal with, big dog. That's how it go, champ. You part of you part of the ingredients. You put the sprinkles, the all that shit, the season, the adobo cooked up a marvelous plate. Now niggas left that shit in the refrigerator too long, like Thanksgiving dinner. And niggas may not want to eat it, man. This may be date. This may be the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. We do not know, man. We don't know yet. I hope it ain't. <laughs> niggas but don't want to keep but eating it. it. But it might be the Tuesday or Wednesday after Thanksgiving, man. It is what it is. Okay. So let's discuss All-Star real quick. Trey Young and Scotty Barnes are injury replacements for Julius Randle and Joel Embiid in the All-Star game. Do you think that they are both good replacements? Mark first. I think the very good replacements. Um, Trey Young, you can make the case, should have been uh, in the in the first 12 that was selected. When you look at his numbers overall, awfully impressive. The, the disappointing part and probably the reason why he wasn't on the first group is because as a team, they've underachieved. Scotty Barnes is having a spectacular year. Uh, I think you can make the case for Kristoff uh, Porzingis to, to – to, to have been added. Other than that, uh, it gets very interesting. But those two guys, certainly very deserving. And those are tough decisions to make. Mark, do you do you really think, um, when I think about Trey Young, who, who would you have put him over? Pause. No, I, I, I didn't say I would have. I could have, I could have understood. When oh. you put up the type of numbers he's put up, he's had an incredible start to his career and an incredible season once again. He's he's not just scoring at a high clip. He's facilitating, assisting, making plays. They're just underachieving as a team right now. This is true. Yeah, um, sorry, Marlo. I thought you were not finished. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. I don't know about what much what Scotty Barnes has been doing. I, I can sit here and... Just lie and look at his numbers and tell you, yeah, but I, I'm not gonna say a lot. Act like I've been keeping up with Scotty Barnes. He's like a almost replica of um, Draymond a little bit. I don't really give a fuck. Be honest, to the niggas do better <laughs> as a team. I'm going with Mark. Niggas is in 12th place. I'm not gonna be looking at 12th place. I got a show to do. <laughs> I ain't, I'm not trying to be in 12th place. I wouldn't want you to watch me. 
if we was in 12th place. <laughs> we don't do 12th place. <laughs> Never have. <laughs> I said, I said, did you watch them? I said, no, nah, I ain't watch that game. Yeah, I don't no, watch that. Yeah, we ain't got time for that. As far as Marcus said, 100% agree with Mark. Um, is He's right that Atlanta as a team is underachieving. Uh, as far as fucking Trey Young, he's averaging 27.3 uh, points a game. He's averaging over 10 assists, so he's averaging a double-double. He's shooting 43% from the field, 43.5. He's having an outstanding year. It's just that Atlanta is not having an outstanding year, so... Um, I'm a. I don't even have an argument with Mark about that. As far as Scotty Barnes, I, I don't know too much about him this year, but a hundred percent, absolutely, with Mark Jackson said, twenty-seven points, uh, ten point, eleven, eleven assists. So he's averaging 27-11 or 44 percent shoot. Yeah, he definitely supposed to be yeah, on that team. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about it. he's averaging more than all the point guards that's playing in in. In the um, All-Star game, is just that Mark said it right. At the Atlanta isn't doing good. Him and Murray don't mesh well, I don't think. And more assists. He's having 11 assists. Yeah, that's 11, what I'm saying. 11 assists, man. So let me ask you this, though, Mark, being that we're on All-Star topic. Let me ask you this. <coughs> How do you feel about nobody from Sacramento making the All-Star team? It's tough. Again, these are these are not easy decisions, and when you put the fan vote, the coaches vote, the players vote, <laughs> Marcus. It, it's 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 tough. <laughs> but both of those guys, you can make the case, deserve to be in Indianapolis, representing the Western Conference for the All Star. I believe uh, Sabonis with I believe fifteen triple doubles already this year. De'Aaron Fox having another spectacular season. Uh, it's just twelve guys to select from. You're going to year in and year out leave guys that's worthy of, of, of being a participant in the all-star game off the, off the ballot. So it's, it's tough decisions, but those two guys certainly deserve uh, the, the right to, to be uh, wearing that Jersey. Also, no, no, hold on, hold on. So, sorry, Seth. So Jamal Murray's not in the all-star game. Nobody from Sacramento's in the all-star game. Uh, Denver's in fourth place. Sacramento is in um, fifth place. And we got two Lakers who's in ninth place. Now, we know we're not leaving LeBron off the All-Star game. But Anthony Davis, don't you think we should give up one of his spots for one? At least Jamal Murray or somebody on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Anthony Davis was one of the guys that was voted in the All-Star game as a starter. He's having yeah, an outstanding okay, so the, season. So the fans, so the fans voted him in. Yeah, the fans, okay, uh, a fan part thing, of the, okay. the play, uh, the fans, the players, and the coaches. They put those votes together and whatever the percentage is, and they come up with the starters. But Anthony Davis, I, I have no problem with him being an All Star. He's 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 having an incredible year when you look at his numbers across the board. They're ninth place. We <laughs> just had this argument about Trey Young. He's having <laughs> yeah. an outstanding year. His yeah. year is very and outstanding. He's in. He, but if somebody yeah, wasn't but, hurt, but if somebody wasn't hurt, he would not be in. So if he's having an yeah, outstanding but, year and his team isn't doing good, and Anthony Davis is having an outstanding year and his team isn't doing good, we need to figure out a new system. Well, I agree. One thing. One thing I got a problem with is, you know, this year we see 
first place teams with one or two players. Other years we see a first place team, you're making a case for three or four of their guys. Right. That's why I specifically pointed out Christoph Porzingis, the job he's doing with that Boston Celtic team being top of the Eastern Conference. I believe that they deserve three guys on the All-Star team. Gotcha. And then also on the subject of All-Star, we talked about it briefly up here, but Mark, I wanted to get your opinion. How do you feel about Doc Rivers being the coach for the East? Yeah, say some bullshit, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. I wish you wouldn't say that. Go ahead, Mark. I, say I it's wish tough. you wouldn't say he's supposed to be the. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Go ahead and say something that he's supposed to be up there. Well, you got to understand. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what I will say is this. It's not <laughs> so, what's no, he it, saying? It, it's, it's not his fault. He shouldn't be the coach of the Eastern Conference All Star team. He shouldn't be. And I'm sure the doctors will be the first to tell you that he should not be the coach of the Eastern Conference All-Stars. But that's the way it is. I, I believe he talked about giving his his check for the job of coaching the Eastern Conference to Adrian Griffin, yes. who is deserving of it. Unfortunately, it's, it's a tough situation. But no, Doc Rivers should not be the coach of the Eastern Conference. But that's the way the rules are. Mark, if he can give him the check and the ring, why can't he give him the coaching day? Because it's a business. I'm not, as a, as a commissioner, Adam Silver, I'm not having Adrian Griffin coach the Eastern Conference All-Stars during an All-Star weekend when he's not a coach in this league. He got fired, unfortunately, and that's the way it goes. I agree with that part. But what I would say is this. Why not Thibodeau? Why, you know, and then what is this thing now coaches can't coach back-to-back in the All-Star game. Why that's, not homeboy from Boston? Like, oh, he can't coach again. He coached last year. Listen, man, it is coaches busting their ass. And I get, I totally agree with you as far as the coach that just got fired. 100% agree with you. Look, that's messy. Not, you don't even got a job and you coaching the All-Star game. So I get it. But it's been coaches that have been busting their ass since October, even September, preseason, training camp, trying to get their team to where they're at right now. I don't know how this worked, Adam Silver. And listen, we just gave Adam Silver so much praise uh, yesterday talking about his extension and we think he's a player's coach and he does a good job. I don't know how they dropping the ball on this. You got the Knicks doing a decent job, outstanding job. You got Boston, who's in first place in the whole league. And I, I know they're saying, oh, you can't coach two All-Star games back-to-back. You have Cleveland, who's doing a great... It is several teams that are doing great in the Eastern Conference to where Doc Rivers absolutely should not be coaching this game. Absolutely not. And if I was him, and, and listen, if I was him, me personally, what I would do is this. I would turn it down. I would tell him, look, I have a job to do. I'm just getting in Milwaukee. I have my team to get ready. I have to move my family. We need to get our game plan together. This gives me a weekend to get my feet wet in Milwaukee and get ready for a postseason <laughs> run and make a championship run. I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to have to pass it down to the next person who's available. That's just me. And and, and if I'm the question, I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? Your team is on vacation. Your, your, your main guys, two of your main guys are going to be in Indianapolis. Right. The other guys are going to be at their home. So nobody works out during the course of the, the All-Star break. So who do you think you're fooling? And you're going to be on the golf course, Doc. No, so no, no, that's, that's, you're not telling the truth. But I will say this. You look at today, if we picked the all-star coach at Eastern Conference, it wouldn't be Joe Missoula, Boston. Today, the number two seed goes to Cleveland. That would be J.B. Bickerstaff 
instead of the Milwaukee Bucks. So if we push the date back, you'd have a different answer today as the head coach of the All uh, Eastern Conference All-Stars, and that would be J.B. Bickerstaff and the job he's doing in, in Cleveland. It's it's a tough situation, and I'm and Doc touched on it. He's not pleased with it, but he has to go and, and do the job. Let me answer your question, Mark, before we move on, unless Mace has something to say. <laughs> It isn't about if my players are in Cleveland. I need schemes to get together. I need to focus on our defense. I need to see our offensive schemes. Excuse me, Mr. Silver. Let me explain something to you. When Michael Jordan lost when he came back in 1994 or 95, that was, he grabbed everybody up. Soon as the season ended, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, the rest of the crew in the summertime, and they practiced until... The season came about. I'm not going to sit there and say he did it three, four times a week, but he rounded people up in offseason, and that's my mentality. This isn't about an all-star. This is about a championship, and I'm on the clock. Yeah, you Adam Silver. You know, Mark. Okay, this is Mark Jackson talking about. I took out my Adam Silver. I took out my Adam Silver. I'm a bad. I'm a Let me explain this to you. If Michael Jordan never gathered that group together in the offseason after that year, they would have still beat my team the following year because that was Mike. That was Scott. Oh, that one hurt. Oh, that one that one hurt right there. That was personal. It was it wasn't an extra workout that they got done. It was that that was a bad man. Okay. We had no answer. Gotcha. All right. Okay. And before we go to break, so right now there's a big running debate on the validity of Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. The discussion starts with the user saying, we got footage of 1914 Babe Ruth, but not of Wilt in 1962. So why do you think people are starting to doubt it now? And then, Mark, have you seen this going on, the discussions? I have seen it going on. I have an older brother that still to this day that does not believe that Will Chamberlain scored 100 points. So I argue with him all the time. He's delusional. <laughs> there were there were 1,500 people in attendance, I believe. Uh, there's no footage of the game because they it, it wasn't on. It wasn't televised. I know a person in, uh, uh, personally in Al Adels, the great Golden State Warrior player and coach, former coach that won a championship with the Warriors, that was in that game as a player. Uh, that talked about it to me when I was playing with the Warriors. And so I know firsthand that it, that it truly uh, did happen. And we can't uh, disrespect the greatness of, of Will Chamberlain and his impact on all of us. I believe, I believe, he, um, I believe with young people, they don't believe anything they don't see. But realistically, we didn't have Twitter and all this back in the day. So, as as just a, a firm a firm conclusion right there. There's a lot of things that you're not gonna see because we didn't have the technology to do it. Not we, but they didn't. Is Babe Ruth and Will Chamberlain? Babe yeah. Ruth. Yeah, I mean, this shit ain't even always mad racist. It's wild racist. Babe Ruth is beloved. They got candy bar. You ain't but you ever ate a Will Chamberlain Pours candy bar, nigga? <laughs> like <laughs> Reggie Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get yeah, me a Will. Jackson. Let me go get a Will Chamberlain. No, no, of course. You know, go Babe Ruth is beloved. You know, it's starting to fade out now. It's over getting on a hundred years. He's beloved. They love him. Nobody could fuck with Babe Ruth when I was young and all this other shit. Even when Hank Aaron came and did his thing, so on, and Jackie Robinson, so on and so forth. The cameras is going to be on Babe. They wanted him to do spectacular shit. 
as opposed to maybe Will Chamberlain. I know I'm speculating here. No, I don't even think my mother was born yet. But at the end of the time, end of the day, they like, man, we ain't gonna make this nigga pause bigger than Bay Roof. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, we look like making this big, gigantic, tall nigga better than our beloved Bay Roof. If it is footage, yeah, he already and, had ten thousand women. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, and you know what? Bury the footage if it is. <laughs> if it is some footage, bury the shit. They not gonna talk about how Bay Roof wasn't even playing against black players. Shit. It's racist. That's yeah, all, that's all on, it boiled down to. They ain't no well. Yeah, so now there was no footage of Wilt with the 100 point, 100, um, point game. It's footage of Bay Roof, you saying, doing whatever he yeah. did. And it's not even hard. That's when we was jigaboos. <laughs> that's that's what it was all type of nicknames for niggas. It was see I, see the young life people don't know the nickname Charco Paquette. They used yeah. to they call us or Mulianis or Ty. You don't niggas even is dancing they, like this. Yeah, black <laughs> niggas with a black face makeup. We were some other shit in that era. You know what I'm saying? If you ever watched that movie, you watch that movie um with the spaceships and all that with the space with the black females who worked in um. Hidden figures. Hidden Figures, great, great movie. Hidden Figures, Taraji did a thing. Um, the rest of the crew did they say. <laughs> That's in like, what, 1950s? They couldn't even use the same bathroom. They had to go across the fucking, uh, wherever they was working on, use the bathroom. In 1940s and 50s, look, we're not even 100 years old to yeah. where you couldn't even use the same bathroom as white people or eat in the same restaurant or do certain, there was a lot of segregation when it came to blacks and whites. So I'm not even shocked that niggas is acting like, oh, why it ain't no footage? We just talked about this other day also. Mark wasn't on the show. It's white people out there right now talking about, we're losing the country. We're losing it. <laughs> They're taking everything from us. <laughs> the motherfucking niggas got everything. Them boys got that ass though. That's what, oh, that's what he's talking about. NFL owners. He's talking about the owners in the yeah. NFL while we were in like, why, they, why there's no black owners. Over Jerry Jones' dead body and being a black nigga owning the NFL team majority wise? Get the fuck out of here. We're losing everything. <laughs> we don't have anything. They try the niggas get mad at when we come in hockey, all type of shit. When we start getting in their world, think yeah. about this, right? Think about this shit. The biggest, the, the white people now be wanting, even though he's not as good as he used to because of a lot of injuries, plus he's getting older and so on and so forth. But even the white people, golf players, want Tiger to play because they brings more ratings. Yeah. When I, I see they like, I wish Tiger could play. Because look, it's black people, and I'm just being honest, we don't even be watching golf like this, but when Tiger was his prom, we gonna tune in to see what the fuck Tiger doing because we like, yeah, Tiger, Get the motherfuckers that don't want us in they sport. Get these niggas, yeah. Kick they fucking ass because they don't even want us to play golf. And he was kicking ass and we was rooting for them. It's almost like family feud, and be honest with you. When you see a black family up there against a white family, you root for the black family. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you don't, yeah. don't lie you gotta be nah, stopped nah, you, keep it real Mark, you gotta <laughs> nah, stop yeah. when you see the black Help family him. up Pull there the against, the white, yeah. against, the, against the white family you say 
Let's go, Jackson family. Let's get it. Yo, Nick, Nick. <laughs> no. I'm just serious. God you can lie and act like you don't. And then as soon as they say some dumb shit, you get embarrassed as a black person, stick your head underneath the covers because you're like, name somebody. <laughs> name a, a man's name that starts with the letter H. And he's like, I got it. Jose. <laughs> just turn the channel. <laughs> Jose. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. All right, my bad. That was the, Wilt, yeah. that was the whole Wilt shit for me, my nigga. <laughs> They want Tiger to everybody black. They want Tiger to play now because they can beat Tiger. No, that's my point. No, (laughs) now they they can beat him. No, this is what I'm saying. They could beat him, but he still brings ratings today to hydrate. So now they want him to play because they know he could beat him. And now they want people to watch. If Tiger say my back is hurting, I got a leg injury, I can't watch. The ratings go down, even as a as an older player. So if he's playing and they know they can win, yeah, they want him to play. But they know they can win and more eyeballs will be on it. So I'm agreeing with you 100%. They think they can win and they want more people to see them be the black man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it boils down to. Which furthers what she (laughs) said. Exactly. Now now you're here with me. This is exactly what I'm talking (laughs) about. Now you're there. I was about that's that's what I'm saying. Well, happy Black History Month, y'all. We're going to go to break. (laughs) When we return, we will discuss Zach Levine. She called this thing about toxic Four years and counting Got you feeling like an option Maybe I'm my own problem, babe She tired of hearing I don't know My stubborn in me won't fall, oh, oh Dealing with this thing called trust But she really thinking about it wanna be free Welcome back. Now let's get into our underdog fantasy picks of the day. Tonight, the Warriors will play the Sixers. Underdog fantasy has Tyrese Maxey at 28 and a half points. Do you have him higher or lower, Mace? Mm. Higher. Joel Embiid is out. He's going to have to put up buckets if they want to win. Who are they playing? They're playing the Warriors. They benching niggas. I'm going to go higher too. (laughs) (laughs) They benching Clay and Steph don't play defense. Okay. Not that much. Okay. Draymond Green is at six and a half assists. Do you have him higher or lower, Cam? More higher. Six assists? Six and a half assists. Um, I'm going law. Pause. Okay. You, did you know murder? Draymond Green owns the Golden State Warriors record for triple doubles. Out of all that rich I history, can see that. out of all that rich history, because he passes to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he should have more than six. Then, yeah. That's why I was trying to give a little insight yeah. with use code cam. <laughs> I'll try to throw you a little insight. I mean, but Kerr is bugging these days. Kerr, you know, no pun intended, but Kerr like, yo, not getting it done, we send him down. 
Still good. You still could pass the stuff. I mean, your picture, your pick. I was just letting you he know. He might choke Inside. a nigga and get kicked out. We don't you're know. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Never get to five or six. You're absolutely right. Who knows with Draymond these days? Okay, and Clay Thompson is at three and a half rebounds. Do you have him higher or lower? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Z Mark, they disrespecting. Yeah, they disrespect Clay Thompson That's a fact. every time. Underdog Fantasy put some out. It's like, do you think he's going to have um, It'd be ridiculous. two fouls? I ain't going to disrespect It'd be crazy be disrespectful. Crazy. It'd be mad Clay, come on, man. Get your name back. I'm I'm going with Clay on this. Clay going, yeah, whatever it is, higher. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw him under the bus nah, I'm trying to think, man. Three and a half rebounds. <laughs> They don't really get in there like that, man. We just was talking about defense. You if he's know? not shooting well, he better get some rebounds. What did Mark say? Win it on your own terms or something like that? Mark got a lot of great sayings, <laughs> yeah. man. I don't know which one you're referring to. I'm going to go higher, man. Let's Clay, go get them rebounds, yeah. man. Don't make me look bad, man. We're going to go higher. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and you can make your picks too. We are joined back with our analyst, Mark Jackson. So Zach Levine will be undergoing season-ending surgery, and the conspiracy is that Zach Levine opted for surgery to avoid being traded. So one, what do you think is next for him and the Chicago Bulls? Mark first. Well, I don't know if that's true, so I can't speak on it. I know historically we've seen that happen uh, during the course of you know the history of the NBA. Guys, you know, decide to go to surgery rather than being traded off. Or being benched, or just was disappointed in the way they were being played. So, it's a tough loss for the Chicago Bulls. Um, I think it's 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 a time for them to make a decision whether they're going to, you know, empty the tank and and begin an all-out rebuild, or whether they're going to patiently wait for Zach Levine to come back and 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 add some pieces so that when he's back, healthy and whole next year they can move forward. But this it's it's a tough loss when you talk about the way that he creates on the offensive end, can score in bunches, has great size and versatility. Look at Cody White playing much better at that point guard position. DeMar DeRozan having another stellar season. It's a tough loss for them. And and the good news is they're still right in the mix for the playing numbers. So they're good enough to to, to still win enough ball games and Billy Donovan's a heck of a basketball coach. Don't they still got Lonzo Ball? Yes, who's hurt? Oh man, you good? Yeah, this I don't talk much about Chicago without Jordan and all that. I ain't mad at you, bro. Zach Levine, we've been waiting for him to blossom, and he doesn't. Once they blossom, he has great, decent numbers, but. Nothing that Zach Levine's done in the NBA outsides him winning the dunk contest. That's what I know him for. He won the dunk contest. He ain't take niggas to the, to the Eastern Conference Championship. He ain't been to a championship. I don't know if he's been to the second round. I'm speculating at this point. I know Zach Levine from battling Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest. That's your biggest stat in the NBA Outside of getting paid all this ridiculous money because Chicago wanted to keep you. Now, look, if I'm Chicago and everybody's healthy, you got Zach Levine, you got Lonzo Ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Man, that's a great lineup. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're never, they're never healthy, including Zach Levine. He's always getting hurt. 
from time to time. So if I'm management in Chicago, yes, I'm upset because I'm paying these guys. I'm thinking I'm putting a great team together and nobody's ever available. Zach Levine is a great player, but I don't think anything he's done in the NBA outshine that fly shit you did in the dunk contest. It doesn't matter. You haven't taken the team anywhere. And they paid you a lot of money. Even like Mark just said, they're thinking about emptying the tank. And they just did a new contract with you. Contract you just signed can't be more than two years old. They just bought you back and now they're thinking about trading you. It's ridiculous. In the Thunder's overtime win versus the Raptors this past Sunday, OKC made NBA history by being the first team with five teammates, each recording 20-plus points and one three-pointer made. So what is you guys' view on OKC as a team as a whole? Mark first. First of all, that's awful defense to give up those type of numbers across the board against the opposition. But OKC is well-coached by Mark Dagonal. They also, to me, uh, from top to bottom, you can make the case have the most talent throughout their roster. I don't think they have one guy that you look at and say, well, he's a he's a project. I believe everybody can can play quality minutes and impact the ball game from the top to the bottom of their roster. And a guy in Shea Gilchrist Alexander, who's having an incredible season when you look at the impact he's having from that point guard position, reminds me in a weird way of the great late great Pearl Washington. His jump is much better but the craftiness to get wherever he wants to on the floor, use that body to shield you off of him and create space. He is he is putting himself in the MVP conversation. And that, that team is loaded in a dangerous team uh, come playoff time. Mark, Pearl Washington, though, Mark. For real, Mark. You know, we from New York, right? That was like, Pearl? Do you know that? That's saying how much I think of this kid because Pearl was absolutely great as good as it gets. But this guy has a craftiness, an ability to, to, to use your body against you, get to his spot, has great size, underrated strength, and tremendous confidence. So he, he, when I look at him in a weird way, that's who jumps out, minus Shea's ability to shoot that mid-range and that three-point shot. Pearl wasn't a shooter like that. He was able to get to where he went to on the floor. Killer, that's crazy. Pearl Washington. I don't know. I almost walked off the set when he what, said what, what, what are you saying that is disrespectful to Pearl? Or is it disrespectful? Yeah, that- Very, nigga. <laughs> Very. That's- Mark, he's saying that you disrespecting Pearl. That's what he's saying. Pearl, if Pearl was sitting somewhere, he's going to call Mark. Mark, I, you know I like you. I love you. You're but, a brother. But watch your mouth. <laughs> Don't watch do- your tone. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if the late, great Pearl Washington was here with us today, he would take that as a compliment. You got a point guard averaging 30-plus points in the NBA, in the Western Conference, starting for the All-Star Western Conference team. That's a heck of a compliment. If you if you said that, I mean, this. I think you're not giving Shea enough credit for the type of player he is and the type of future he has, you know, promised. What I say about uh, bigger than the game, you and Mace can argue about that. I, I, I'm gonna, I always sit there and listen. Bigger than the <laughs> game of everybody having 20 on OKC Sunday. It's more about the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder going back and forth for, for first and second place at this point in the season. 
you know, in the beginning of the season, they've been in first and second place for a long, long period of time. And we kept saying, not even for a long time, in the beginning we said, okay, they're in first place. Minnesota's in first. This is, you know, OKC's in second. Minnesota's in first. OKC's in second. Oh, they'll catch up. The Lakers are going to get on a run. Uh, Phoenix is going to get on a run. So on and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. We are 50 games into the season. They are both 35 and 15 talking about OKC and the Minnesota Timberwolves. We are literally 32 games left from this season being over. And at this particular point, we have the Lakers in ninth place and the Phoenix Suns are in sixth place. Um, you know, they're seven and three in their last 10 games, the Phoenix Suns. But Oklahoma City and Minnesota have been holding on to the one and two spot as everybody been waiting for them to say, oh, the Lakers are going to make a run or Golden State's going to make a run or Phoenix is going to make a run. It looks like they're holding on to these two spots. Now, what I will say is this. Big shout out to Ty Lue and them niggas at the Clippers, man. Them, they are half a game out of first or second place. We It was just maybe two months ago, we was dissing them. We were saying that the James Harden shit is not working out. We were saying who needs to come off the bench. Russell Wilson, Wilson, Russell Westbrook said it's going to be me. Ty Lue said give him 10 games. We gave Ty Lue 10 games. And he's turned this thing around to where they are a half a game. That, the, that is the Los Angeles Clippers out of second or first place, which is amazing to me, which is really amazing. Um, so shout out to Ty Lue and everybody at the, at the Clippers doing their thing. But to me, the biggest story, the, the, bigger than them, everybody having 20 for the first time in franchise history, is that they're in, in uh, first place, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they could be going into first, going into the All-Star break in first or second place. And I think that's very impressive. All right. Moving along, before we wrap, the Mavs beat the Nets 119-107. to Kyrie dropped 36 points. A fan asked Kyrie courtside, Kyrie, why didn't you play like this when you were on the Nets? He responded, thank Mayor Eric Adams for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of his response? That's the New York energy I was trying to get. That's a tri-state, yeah. man. He from the tri-state. Yeah, tri-state. He from the tri-state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't pull no punches. He was he was he was waiting to come back to New York City for that punchline. That's that's that tells you he was thinking about that one. But Kyrie Irving's a spectacular basketball player, had a spectacular night against the Nets, and proved the point. That's a team in Dallas when you're talking about Luca's ability to make plays offensively, make plays for other guys, and Kyrie's ability. They got tremendous star power. Uh, that, that, that's dangerous. But you can tell that Kyrie Irving came into, came into Brooklyn with a point to prove. Yeah, that was very New Yorkish. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Uh, I like that shit. I like when he say that <laughs> shit, man. I ain't gonna lie. I like that shit. Oh, my man! But your brother Mark Jackson, our NBA analyst, is yes. on right now. So I thought you'd come in and say hello to him as well. Where you at? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, my ears right here? I couldn't. I, couldn't give them a, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for what coming up, by, man. What up, MJ? What's going on, fam? I you miss good? you, baby. How you doing, man? Miss you, too. You sneaking up on fellas, man? What's going Did, on? <laughs> Come on, man. Didn't I always do that to you? <laughs> Well, you know, ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new with this. How you doing, man? Cool. Well, listen, Everything's we, good, man. we was wrapping up, but we going to extend for a couple questions. Now that we have them both here, I got some questions to ask. Let me ask you this, Mark Jackson. Sure, sure. Stephen A. And, and both of y'all are my big bros. Both both Queens. Like, I'm from Harlem, so, right. so y'all both from Queens taking care of a Harlem guy. I really, really appreciate it. Right. <laughs> I asked, and Stephen A. came on our show early when he didn't have to, when we, when nobody knew what this show was going to be. Um, it could have been a shot in the dark, and we didn't know we had lightning in a glass bottle. So I really appreciate you for coming on, big bro. I really do. But something he said on the first time he was on the show with us still haunts me and troubles me. Uh-oh. He says, and I want to <laughs> ask, this is going to you, Mark, <laughs> that right now at this very moment, this was last season. At this very moment, Jason Tatum is better than Larry Bird. What do you have to say to that, Mark Jackson? <laughs> Stephen A. didn't that. say that. I don't recall that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any recollection of that. And, <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> a, a dude in Larry Bird is a three-time champion. Oh, the great, but I, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Though. Here's what I do. In all seriousness, MJ. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, this is what I do remember saying. Yeah. I do remember saying, and I've said this about Bird many times, I'll take Bird almost anybody in the last two minutes, but there's several dudes that I would have taken ahead of him in the first 46. And when I look at Jason Tatum at 6'9", with his overall skill set as a talent, I think the brother big time. And I think that you can look at him and, and, and question him against Bird just on his talent. Resume doesn't even compare. Clutch, can't nobody, almost no one could compare to Bird. But I do look at dudes and I do compartmentalize from those first 46 minutes, MJ, to the last two. I do. We, we got the footage. We're not going to argue about it. When we added the mom on We got a live show. We got first take. I got Big shout out to first take, baby. Big shout out to first take. Number one show in sports right now. But we will edit the footage. Please, please. I'm here all week. I'll come back to the studio just to go. I'm sorry. No, no, because I like when you do it on your show. He got me. He got me. He got me. He got me. Oh, yes, yeah. we, we were just talking about, you walked in on some interesting <laughs> topics. Um, we were just talking about how we were, um, the All-Star selections. Yeah. And how nobody on Sacramento is on the, in the All-Star game as opposed to Anthony Davis, of course, LeBron James. Um, I had a problem with that. That's what I, that's, I thought. That's I what thought De'Aaron Fox should have been on there. Okay, that's you're what we twenty seven. You averaging right. twenty seven. We all know that you elevated your level of playing the postseason last year, even though that's a separate season. You've been playing this year. You got hurt a little bit, but when you've been in the game, you've been balling. Last year, he was in, you know one of the league leaders in clutch points. We know what he brings to the table. I, I just thought that he was somebody that was worthy of that level of consideration. And even though Minnesota's the number one seed, I would have taken him instead of Carl Anthony Towns. What about um, Trey Young? You don't think Trey Young should have been in it? No. 27-11? No. So Atlanta Hawks were seven games under 500 until a couple of days ago. 
They've been a shell of themselves. They can't stop a cold. Uh, they haven't played any defense. And as far as I'm concerned, they haven't been relevant since they went to the conference finals two years ago. I've been very disappointed in Atlanta. Um, I think that Trey Young is an all-star caliber player, but I've seen him play better than he's played this year. He's had great moments this year. He certainly has had a great stretch over the last four or five games, but too much time this season has been spent with him not being what we know he is. And I'm going to hold you accountable for that when I'm thinking about you as an all-star. Go ahead. All right. And another question I had was, um, we was talking yesterday, if LeBron was to come to New York and win a ring. Yeah. What about that? I knew, what, I knew you'd get excited see, about that. See, see, see our son is, all of us as Knicks fans, and I don't claim the Knicks are delusional. Right. Right. We start thinking about these delusional things. Right. And, I, and of course, yeah. we're fans of yours as far yeah. as you being my brother. And Mark, yeah. this is a great question for you because we didn't ask you this today. And Mace said this, and I said, because I know from Stephen A., Mace, myself, and I'm assuming you, Mark, but I, I've, we never talked about this since you joined us, that Michael Jordan is our number one player. And to me, LeBron James is also my number two player. Mace may say Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe, <laughs> yeah. Kobe. For me, it's, it's, it's uh, LeBron. What about you, Mark? What order do you have your top three in? If it's any of these players, it may be Will Chamberlain, somebody else for you. Who do you have in your top three? I got to do some thinking, but number one is, is Michael Jordan. And okay. that's with great respect for, for, for everybody that's ever played. And I think it's no disrespect to put another guy at two or three or whatever. But Michael Jordan is the GOAT, in my opinion. So all four of us are in agreement. Yes. The question was this. If LeBron James comes to New York and wins the New York Knicks a championship, does he go above Michael Jordan? You want that, MJ? You I'm, want me I'm to grab it both, first? Both, me and May said something on it. We want to see what you guys think about that. I joked about... Oh. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, no. You go ahead. I joked about it the other day on first take with Kendrick Perkins. Like, I might have to consider I might have to consider this. Oh, you saw, right? so I was, you said something I was, about I, it. I, I was joking about it. Okay. Yeah, I brought up the subject. But in all seriousness, um, listen, LeBron James is phenomenal, man. Um, one of the greatest ever. Mount Rushmore, as far as I'm concerned, no doubt about it. And I'd put him ahead of Kobe, even though he has one less ring. Because Kobe's first three rings were with Shaq in his prime. And not only that, you had something to do with disbanding that union. I got to hold you accountable for that. And so I'm looking at it and I'm saying that Kobe is arguably the number two Laker of all time because there are some that would say magic. And you're definitely number two behind Jordan as an off guard. And so I'm looking at it from that standpoint and that's where I come with him not being at number two. Having said that, I watched Michael Jordan with my own two eyes. I see people respect LeBron James. I saw people fear Michael Jordan. I saw a level of demoralization kick in when going against not Mark and the Indiana Pacers, not Pat Riley's New York Knicks, but I've seen Jordan destroy dreams, destroy them. And I look at LeBron James, you've won four chips, you've lost six. And I look at it from that standpoint and you couldn't get it done initially in Cleveland, which was not really your fault because you didn't have a crew. You go to Miami with D-Wade and Bosh. You deserve props for that, okay? But 
That one you won in Golden State, thanks Adam Silver for that stimulus package he gave LeBron James <laughs> by suspending Draymond Green for that game five. Remember, keep everybody, you got to contextualize stuff. And Mark will speak to this because he was covering the daggone thing. Draymond Green gets suspended. Cleveland had won that, I'm sorry, Golden State had won that game four in Cleveland. 3-1. And they went up 3-1 and it was en route to Golden State. Draymond gets suspended. That same game, Iguodala and Bogut get hurt. And Steph Curry wasn't 100% that entire series. And then obviously they captured momentum in games five and six with Kyrie and LeBron both dropping 40 in one of those games. We saw that in Cleveland game six. And then, of course, they did their thing in game seven. I'm just saying I look at it from that perspective. And I say to myself, okay, and then after that, you won the title with the lockout short season. None but respect. It's not like I don't discredit your championship. Not because of LeBron. But respectfully, not questioning the greatness of Anthony Davis, just the durability of Anthony Davis. Because COVID kicked in mm -hmm. and those four month, that four month hiatus kicked in. You have to remember what people were saying prior to COVID. They were like, you can talk all that junk now. Anthony Davis can't make it through the season. That's what they kept saying. And from that point forward, Anthony Davis has averaged 28 missed games a year until this season. He was never healthy. He was never, he didn't, he, he didn't come ready. He had to get ready. So those things that benefited LeBron is not something that ever benefited MJ. So he can't be the GOAT over MJ when MJ is 6-0 and with six NBA Finals MVPs who never allowed the Finals to get to a Game 7 because he destroyed the competition. He cannot be my GOAT at all. LeBron is number two. I got Kareem at number three. Mark? You're, now, this guy is good. Do you ever think about having your own TV show? There's a whole lot to unpack there. No, there's a whole lot to unpack. But we're in agreement that Michael Jordan is, 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 is the greatest basketball player of all time, in my opinion. We can, we can argue. I, I also double back and say I disagree with Stephen A. I believe Kobe Bryant is the greatest Los Angeles Laker of all time. And that's a guy that grew up watching Magic Johnson and dreaming to be Magic Johnson. But I didn't Kobe say he Bryant, wasn't, though. I didn't say he wasn't. I just okay. said it was a debate between about him and Magic Johnson, some people say, but I didn't say that because I kind of agree with you. Now. Okay, my fault, yeah, yeah, my yeah. fault. Yeah. So, so, so we're in agreement with both of those things. And, and, and when we talk about who's number two, if you asked me and told me that my life was on the line and somebody had to go play a basketball game, knowing that my life was on the line and represent me, it'd be hard for me not to pick Kobe Bryant out after Michael Jordan. Because I know he's, I know, I know it, how far he's going to take it. Okay. <laughs> can, can, can I say something? Guys, you got it. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. I could point to Kobe Bryant in a game six, closeout game, losing to Boston by 39. I could point to Kobe Bryant going up against the Phoenix Suns in a game seven where he damn near refused to shoot the basketball. I could point to those things most conspicuously, not to mention what I said earlier. You did want to sever ties with Shaquille O'Neal. 
And when I'm talking about Mark Jackson, my former colleague at ESPN, my brother, my Queens brother, who I love dearly, born leader. Last time I checked all of those things. Now, I ain't saying anything like, because I know Kobe's top 10. I say Kobe top six. You can do all of those things. But I would also tell you that every word that I said to y'all, and Mark knows this, I've said to Kobe Bryant's face when he was alive, God rest his soul. He knows where I stood. He knows how I feel. And he would say to me, man, fuck that. You know, please, what are you talking about? He said, I'll bust MJ's ass. And then I, I start laughing and he'd say, ask him. He'll tell you. I picked up the phone call MJ. I said, he, he's saying this to you. Right. you know, MJ started laughing. He tells me that all the time. So Kobe means it. Kobe meant it. So he meant it. He, he only was just saying it. Him. He really <laughs> believed it. Yeah. But I did. And I'm saying to you that when I look at Kobe and I look at his resume and his history, definitely easily top 10, likely top six. But when you say top two, I can make a legitimate argument about LeBron. I can make a four-time league MVP, by the way. Went to nine straight NBA finals, by the way. I can point to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a 19-time All-Star, a six-time MVP, a six-time champion, a winner on, on, the college, on the high school, collegiate, and pro level, who, by the way, is the lone individual in the history of the sport with one unstoppable move. Everyone and their grandmother knew he was going to do it, and there was nothing you could do about it. For 20 years. You can't say that about Kobe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, nigga. And I, 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 <laughs> y'all ain't letting me talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm, letting them, I'm letting them talk. I got my lawyer I'm letting with the me. elders talk. Listen. <laughs> listen. Bro, the first three don't count. To a basketball purist, they do not count. You had to go get with Wade. That don't count to us. But that's two. Well, two, the four, you said nine, four of those championships, he was there with Wade. Right. You had to go and get with somebody. If Magic played with Jordan, he would have how many? This is a conversation people already know. And then when you talk about the league that they're playing in, this is a total different league. It's no way near the basketball that Kobe was playing at the early days when Kobe was playing. This is like... If you touch them, you get a foul. LeBron getting niggas thrown out the game. He's <laughs> He can call niggas and say, I want Draymond out for this many games. It's political with LeBron. You said it right. People respect LeBron. They feared Jordan and they feared Kobe. They didn't fear um, LeBron. They feared Kobe. And, and I think sometimes we got to put more respect on Magic name. I think sometimes people bring Magic out of the equation. Magic was a winner from the beginning. I consider y'all a new breed. I need y'all to do me a favor. I need us to stop saying that. What? Put respect. We're having a conversation about who the greatest ever is. Yes. Of course that's respect. See, don't let them get caught okay. up in trying to create a narrative like, oh my God, if you say something about somebody being number two or number three. Or th the game started in 1947. Yes. Game over 75 years old. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of players played in the NBA. I got you top three, and it's an insult. Because that's what I get on LeBron's crew about. Yeah. I mean, I right. had Chris, I had Rich Paul sit up there and say to me, I said, you act like it's an insult to call him the second greatest player of all time. It is an insult. Okay. I said, see, I can't listen to you. Right. I can't talk to you. Because that don't make no sense. Right. You know, it's all respect. But you got to pick one. The whole thing about, not to cut you off, Stephen A. Sure, sure, I'm sorry. 
No, you good. Right. It's slang too. Yeah. It's, it yeah. isn't, it isn't right. that we're not respecting them. Right. You yeah, know, it, it, no, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm yeah. just talking about there's yeah. other people yeah. out there that's doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. They you're doing right. that. We just we just want them to know that's Birdman when he went crazy at the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas like, put some respect on my name. <laughs> yeah, right. So when we say that, it isn't that we're being disrespectful to anybody. It's just more slang. So right. when he says that, yeah. it isn't that we're not respecting right. anybody that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think other than Magic, no, I mean, other than Joy, nobody changed the game more than Magic. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And I think Steph Curry too, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in that, that time. Okay. That's in that but, time. And, and you bring up the new rules. And that takes into consideration. But let me tell you the one thing none of y'all said. The first three titles, Kobe Bryant wasn't the best player on his team. That was Shaquille O'Neal. The most dominant force of our lifetime. Magic was phenomenal. But Kareem was his teammate. And worthy. You ever see James Worthy play? I know you have. It's a yes. rhetorical question. Yes. You understand? Now, Mark Jackson. And Byron Scott. Ma- 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 Byron Scott. Michael good. Cooper, Michael Thompson, Kurt Ramos. But boy, Byron Scott. And Norm Nixon before Byron Scott. Yes. Mike, Mark Jackson, could you please spend about 20 seconds <laughs> telling people how great James Worthy was? Oh, I just had an argument with a guy yesterday trying to tell me certain guys in the league to get today was better than James Worthy. James he Worthy James. We is, know. A top 50, is a top 50 player of all time and absolutely no flaws. His ability to finish at the rim, his ability, ability to run across three-way post up and seal you on his back, nothing you could do about it. He was he was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. Well, I just we, want to make one thing to see clear. James Worthy play. Yeah. We watched James Worthy I just play. Want to make, yeah, Mark, I just listen, want to make one thing clear. Yeah. I am not saying that Kobe Bryant if you're talking about who's the top players of all time, LeBron James is on the list ahead of Kobe Bryant for his career. My point was, if you ask me with my life on the line, who I'm taking. But LeBron James certainly has a case to be made to be the second greatest player of all time. But I believe there's a handful of guys, Kareem, Wilt, Magic, they're in that discussion. But Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And and by the way, I'll shock you here. Everybody says Wilt, most dominant force of our lifetime, once averaged 50, you know what I'm saying, 15, 25. I don't have Wilt on the top five. Do you know why? Listen. His number one nemesis was who? Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. How many times is Bill Russell got? Eleven. How many times is Will Chamberlain? As one, as he's two. as two. Two, two. But he's but he's and not only that, Bill Russell coached two of the games, two of the championships when he was right. playing in them. But but I'm saying for the purposes of how how we talk basketball. Yeah. It kind of matters right. when the dude you directly go up against got you beat by nine titles. Yeah. Now, I know that Bill Russell is not the individual talent that Bill Russell, uh, that Will Chamberlain ever was. Mm-hmm. But damn, if I'm, if I'm going against you, like, why, why, you know why you can sit up there and say Kobe is number two? Because he got five and MJ got six. Yeah. It ain't 11 to two. Yeah. If it was 11 to 2, you wouldn't be calling Kobe number 2. That's right. 11, that's why I don't have Will Chamberlain, even gotcha. though I know his talent was unreal. Gotcha. See, my thing is when it comes to LeBron and when it comes to Kobe, that debate. Right. And of course, we keep Mike at the top because we know what right. it is. A lot of people pick Kobe Bryant because Kobe is a pure assassin. Yes. And some people want an assassin. LeBron James doesn't always come across as an assassin to certain people. And certain people be like, 
oh, he doesn't really care. He passes, he defers, he should have shot the shot at the last minute. That's a lot. Kobe Bryant will fight you for the last shot. And it depends on what you need on your team. An assassin or all-around ba- all around basketball player. And sometimes, like if you're watching boxing, they'll say Floyd isn't the best boxer, but he's the best boxer. He may not be the best knockout artist. He's not knocking out at a 90% rate, but if he we're was talking- was at the lightweight division. No, yeah, but no, yeah. see, and that's another argument where I had an argument when I on uh, Dan Levitar's show. It's a difference between Pretty Boy Floyd and Money Mayweather. No doubt. Those are two different fighters. Totally true. After he fights Oscar De La Hoya and he sees how the pay-per-view numbers come in and he says, oh, I'm not even fighting any more Americans. I'm going to start picking people from different countries, promote that way, and I'm going to make sure I win to secure the bag because now people are coming to see him just to lose. It isn't isn't even about knocking people out. If I win, I could do this again and make a few more hundred millions of dollars. And to me, that's what LeBron is. He's an all-around basketball player and sometimes he has an assassin mentality but Kobe Bryant is no question about it. Kobe is there to kill you. And sometimes people like that attitude. Same thing, same thing like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's there to kill you. The difference between Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant to me is that Michael Jordan sees three people on him and is going to pass the, pass the John Paxson. He's going to pass the Steve <laughs> Kobe's going to shoot with all five people on you. Probably he makes it or miss it. That's just my opinion. He did give it up to Ron Artest. Metal World yeah, Peace. That one time. And they won. Yeah, and they, they won. They, they won. And they won. They won. And they won. He did do no, that. Y'all queens got to stick together, man. <laughs> <laughs> y'all always find a way to get queens in there one way or another, yeah, yeah. man. Just stay the fact. Just stay the fact. That's the fact. Right, Absolutely, right. man. That's right. Well, Mark Jackson, thank you. Thank Stephen you so A., thank Yo, you Steve, so we, much. We had no idea. Yeah. Listen, if you're here all week, we would love for you to come back. Yeah. I'll come to the show. Anything you need. Thank you for popping man, up please. on us, and we really appreciate no it. Thank man. you for everything, I'm proud man. of y'all, man. I'm proud of the job that y'all doing. I appreciate y'all having on, man, Mark Jackson. Love you, bro. Miss you, man. It's good to see love you. Love you back, man. Absolutely. All right. Mark, we see you next week, bro. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Good talking to y'all. All right. Okay. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching. And as always, it is what it is. Everything nigga super size, two big max, like when they doing them two for five.